Buy low, sell high. Very easy to say, but not always so easy to do. For example, high interest rates are hurting the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices in a lot of markets are falling, even for many of the best assets. So it's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com pockets, fundrise.com pockets. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. You ever feel like your vacation rental sits empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Hey, everyone. Welcome to On The Market. I'm your host, Dave Meyer, and we are here back again for part two of our short-term rental week. If you missed our episode from earlier in the week, you should definitely go check it out. We had Jesse Stein, who is the global head of real estate from Airbnb on. And Jesse shared some really interesting information and new opportunities available to short-term rental investors. So if you're interested in this strategy, go check out that episode. Today, we have another excellent episode for anyone who's considering buying a short-term rental next year. Dined Kirkham is joining us today, and he is the Senior Director of Real Estate for Vacasa. If you don't know Vacasa, they are one of the largest short-term rental property management companies in the country. And we brought Dined on because Vacasa, using all the data and information that they have from all the properties that they manage, have compiled a list of the top 25 best places to buy a vacation home in 2023. And this is cool because a lot of times you see these magazines or articles and they're really geared towards home buyers, people who, you know, are just trying to buy a, a property and enjoy it for themselves. But this list, the methodology that they use is really geared towards investors. They rank them on a couple of different criteria, but one of them is cap rate, which is a really important and valuable valuation technique. I'll explain it a bit during the episode, but it really is investor focus. So understanding where you can actually generate a good and strong return as a short-term rental investor. So if you're interested in getting into the market next year, you're definitely going to stick around and hear the markets that Dined and his team have listed out for us. All right. With that, let's bring on Dined Kirkham from Vicasa. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. 
In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A. Biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Dined, welcome to On The Market. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, this week we are focusing on short-term rentals here on the market. So, Dined, can you tell us how you're involved in the short-term rental industry? Yeah, I'd love to. So, I work at Vacasa. We're a property uh, vacation property management company, and I oversee our real estate department, um, which is mostly our regulatory environment, uh, as well as working with our real estate um, partners and brokers. Great. And are, have you been in real estate for a long time, or how did you join Vacasa? Yeah, uh, it has been a while. It's been about 25 years. I actually started here in Vail, Colorado on a project, uh, new construction, and um, have moved around the country and worked in markets uh, all throughout the United States, uh, Europe, and Mexico, mostly in the resort vacation markets, and then came to Vacasa about three years ago to work on our um, brokerage. I mean, it's interesting. A lot of people or may or may not know, but in a lot of the markets we operate in, the short-term rental is a regulated industry for property management. So we have to maintain real estate brokerages in about 32 states. Uh, and then we also have employees that work with our owners and, and um, customers, and they have to be real estate licensed. Great. Well, I'm jealous that you're in Vail, Colorado right now, just gearing up for a new ski season. We're getting ready for another season. We're just coming off a busy summer and here comes winter. So we're very excited to have you here, Dined, because you and your team produced a new report called the Top 25 Best Places to Buy a Vacation Home. Can you just tell us at the broadest level, what is the methodology for this? Because I know our audience is going to be very eager to hear these markets, but can you just tell us a little bit about how you selected these markets? Yeah, so this is a report we've done since uh, 2018, so for a number of years now. Um, we also do two sister reports similar to this. We do our top um, best places to buy a beach um, and best mountain um, communities. So the way we, we do this is we look at the communities that we have a, a, a significant number of homes where we have enough data that we can determine what the, our the gross revenue projections are for homes in these markets. Um, and then we look at median or average um, home price in those markets. We come up with a cap rate. Uh, we, we blend in what the uh, average expenses are for homes in those markets, insurance, property taxes, um, and then we rank them according to cap rate. Awesome. And, and for anyone who's listening to this, cap rate is a valuation methodology often used in real estate. It compares the net operating income of a property to the purchase price of that property. 
And in the context of this conversation, you should know that a low cap rate typically means it is more expensive for the buyer, and a high cap rate means that you generate more income for every dollar that you invest into that property. So, Danette, I assume you rank by cap rate, the higher cap rates perform better on your list. Yes, exactly. But it's been interesting what we've seen over the last couple of years is a lot of markets that were in our you know top five, top 10 year after year have dropped down because those markets have seen tremendous price appreciation, which is obviously lowering their cap rate. So some of the places that you think you'd see on here are actually lower on the list than, than you may expect them to be. That's interesting because I guess, you know, this report is designed to help people find a place that you can invest today. So important for everyone listening to know that this list is not about the top performing markets for currently existing vacation rentals. It's places where you can buy today. Yeah. And you'll see in some of these places, they're this, they tend to be the smaller markets, but they're located close to or in close proximity to some of these, these larger, bigger markets. Got it. So before we get into the actual markets, and we are going to cover some of the specific markets here, I'm curious about some of the overall trends that you're seeing in the industry. You just mentioned one important one where it's you, typically smaller markets tend to do well right now. Are there any more broad trends that came up in creating this report? Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing a few things. Number one, I mean, we're still seeing strong demand from your traditional vacation home buyers. So that hasn't really slowed down too much. And obviously, we're seeing um, less inventory in a lot of these markets. I think one of the really interesting trends that we're seeing, which may not be as large, but it's important, is we're seeing some of these younger buyers enter the market. And a lot of times they're buying their second home as their first home, right? Which is interesting. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy thing to think about. But if they live in an urban city that they may have to rent because they're priced out of buying their primary home. They still want home ownership. And so they're looking in some of these smaller, you know, resort vacation markets and, and buying and buying their second home. So that's, that's an interesting trend that we've been seeing lately. Wow. I, I have never heard that, but that is sort of fascinating. We'll get into some of the lists, but I guess in my mind, it's clearly a false assumption, but I think of vacation rentals as really expensive, but you know, with, metro areas appreciating so much over the last few years, it may make sense for people who want to buy a home to rent their primary residence, buy a secondary home, because they can also offset that mortgage cost or perhaps cover the mortgage cost and earn a profit by putting it on VRBO and Airbnb. Yeah, it's a great way for them to get into the home ownership. Um, and I know I have some colleagues here at Vacasa and they're, they're, that's exactly what, what they're doing as well. So it's, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a good way for them to, to get in and own a home. Very, very interesting idea. So in your evaluation of cap rates, you mentioned insurance taxes, what else goes into this formula? Yeah, we try to look at all of the typical expenses you would have. So that would also include your property management expenses. If you have someone taking care of your home, it would include your insurance. It would include, you know, if you need um, any improvements, you know, that you may have to do to get it ready. Um, so we try to take a, the, a view that just like anyone that would be owning and maintaining a home in these resorts would uh, the expenses that they would have to cover. And how do you know, your own internal data, you're you're looking at average daily rates for these markets, I assume, and occupancy rates as well. 
Yeah, we um, kudos to our um, revenue management team. Um, this is what they do all day, every day. They're looking at thousands of different data points in these markets. So they're looking at, you know, not just our homes, but all homes in the market. Um, what are the occupancy levels? And, and they're adjusting our rates to maximize the revenue for those owners. You know, they're looking at are there, you know, sporting events or events that are coming in and anything that could impact what they, they how they can adjust their daily rate or their occupancy. Well, in addition to sort of the, the proximity to major cities and smaller ones, you know, are these mostly vacation rentals? You know, people short term rental invest in metro areas as well. Are these Beach towns, mountain towns, what do they look like? Yeah, we as a company um, have, have stayed out a lot of the urban areas for a number of reasons. You tend to have a lot more regulatory concerns in some of those. Um, if you look at New York City right now, what they're going through. Um, so we're primarily in these vacation um, markets, which would be beach, mountain, golf type, type locations. All right, great. Well, let's get into the markets. We can't talk about all 25 and I have to be honest, Ined, I looked at the list and I've been to only one of the 25 of these <laughs> markets. So I don't think I'm going to have any colorful stories for you, but let's focus on the top five markets. What is number five on your list? Yeah. So Navarre in, in Florida is number five on our list. And this is um, a little beach market. It's just outside of Pensacola. It's close to the the Florida, the, the Emerald Coast and the Destin market. Um, so a good example of one of those, you know, I think most people know of Destin, but this is just tends to be a little bit of smaller market, but certainly close proximity to that. And can you give us some stats? Like what is the average home price in this area? What kind of revenue are people generating? Yeah, so at median home price in this market is four hundred and twenty thousand. Our homes average about forty seven thousand in, in revenue. Um so it's about a six point four two cap rate for Navarro. Wow, that that is pretty good, especially when you compare that to things that you see in commercial real estate right now. That is uh better than a lot of deals that I have seen. When we talk about the average revenue, you said 47000 just getting back to the methodology so I'm clear, that's the average for all the homes within your mar market, right? It's not – are you holding anything constant like two bedrooms, two bath or anything like that or could this span any size – property. No, that's our average for the homes in the market. So, I mean, that that could obviously be quite a bit of range from the low to the high, but that's the average. Okay. And, you know, have you seen in a market like, uh, it's Navarre, is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> I've never heard of this place. Navarre. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Have you seen any changes? Like what kind of growth have they seen over the past in revenue? You said 47,000, but is that pretty static or is it growing over the last couple of years? Yeah, no, we've definitely seen that number increasing. I think what we're seeing now is more of a normalization in, in this market and a lot of our other markets. I mean, we saw that number increase pretty significantly during 21 and 22. Um, so, you know, we're seeing this number kind of return to more of a normalization, which is, you know, nice to, I think it'll, it'll stay where it is with some, you know, slight increases year over year. Okay, got it. And just so everyone knows, 420000 median home price is about right at the average of the national median home price right now. So that, uh, you know, it's obviously affordability in this in the country is very low right now. But this is about average affordability for people who are thinking about potentially places where they want to get in. Now, let me just ask you, Dined, in this type of market, in a beach market, in your experience at Vacasa, 
Are there certain types of amenities or types of properties that people should be looking for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something that we talk a lot with clients if they're looking for a home and they want to buy, like, what are the amenities that are important? Because you want something that is really going to draw the guest that when they see it online, it's, you know, it has everything that they're looking for. So obviously in a beach like this, access to the beach, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be right on the beach, but, you know, easy access to the beach, pool access, you know, all of that is really important that, you know, the guests are going to want to see when they're staying in this, in these markets. Well, are there any other, you know, I, I, I don't want to spoil the list, but are there any other places near or like Navarre elsewhere that you think our audience should also consider? Yeah, actually, there's one really nearby that is on our, our top five list, the Okaloosa Island, which is um, just outside of the Destin market there in the Florida Panhandle. It has a lot of the same qualities as Navarre, but it, it's kind of an interesting story. I have a good friend who was born and raised there and, and uh, Hurricane Opal came through there in the 90s, and, and they really say that was the, the turning point for that market because what happened was a lot of the old old hotels that were there were torn down and some new developer came in. So you have like new construction condominiums in that market. Um, it's quieter, so it doesn't have a lot of the, you know, the Destin traffic and all that, but mm-hmm. Destin is just, you know, six miles away. So if you want that oh. shopping restaurants, you go over the bridge and, and you're right in Destin. So that's another, another good one that we see um, quite a bit of interest in, in that area. Well, I'm sorry to everyone listening to you, Danette. I completely ruined our list. I asked you a question, not knowing that, you know, that Okaloosa Island is actually number two on our list. So the second best, we were at five, but while we're on it, we're just going to skip three and four right now and go out of order. So, you know, you just mentioned some of the reasons, some of the background to Okaloosa Island in Florida, but can you give us some more information about the stats? Okay. So for Okaloosa Island, the median home price is 360000 and the annual gross rental revenue is uh, just over 53000 So it has about a nine. 0.08% cap rate. Wow, that is that is a very high cap rate for everyone listening. And I just want everyone to note that how this how's this comes, right? So the previous market was 420,000 median home price with the average rental about 47,000 that came out to about a six and a half cap rate. Now in Okaloosa, the median home price is 360,000, so significantly less expensive. And the annual gross revenue is nearly 54,000, so that's higher. And when you calculate the cap rate using these different incomes, you get 9%, which means that for every dollar that you're investing, that means you are likely to generate more cash flow. Now cap rate doesn't take into effect some of the other things like demand or all these other elements that go into evaluating a short-term rental market. So you shouldn't base them just on cap rate alone, but just when you're looking at how much revenue you generate for your investment, it looks like Okaloosa is a really good spot. It's a great spot. And there's also something else about that market that's a little unique. They have a convention center there. So just think of all the people that that draws for conferences, sporting events, and 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 that's really like year-round activity. So that is driving a lot of that occupancy and that that rental revenue in that market. And that's something that also is a trend we see in a, in a lot of these markets where you do have these longer seasons. So you don't have, you know, just one big peak season, but you have multiple seasons, two seasons, three seasons, or just really strong year-round demand. So, you know, you don't go into some of these markets where you just have a really low off-season. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that is definitely part of it is just trying to balance seasonality. And as an investor, super important to manage your cash flow properly and just know that, you know, certain months like in Colorado, you know, mud season, you're not going to generate that much income in probably late April and early May or sometimes in October. So you just got to make sure that you uh, you plan your finances accordingly. So, so far on our list, we've done number two and number five because I went out of order. But let's get back to number four on our list. I think this takes us out of Florida. Dined, what is number four? Yeah, this is Rehoboth Beach in Delaware. Um, honestly, a place I have not personally been. Um, but I think it has a lot of the qualities of the other markets that we see on the coast there. Um, this is another important thing. Look at this market. It's in a drive to proximity to four major urban markets. So anyone from Washington, Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York can drive to this location. So again, to our point, it's, it's, it's driving a lot of year round demand for a place like this. It's a, it's a, it's a charming town. It has a, a board beach walk that people enjoy walking down with restaurants. So just a lot of those attractions that, you know, people are looking for, for a getaway. Sounds great. I've never been, but I've heard, I grew up uh, in New York and I've heard a lot about Delaware beaches that they're, that they're very nice. I was doing a little research and I found out that um, tourism is actually the second biggest leading industry in Delaware. So really little fun fact, over 3 million tourists a year in Delaware. Is number one corporations making tax basis there? Agriculture. Every corporation is based in Delaware. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, this market is interesting because it's a bit more expensive. So the median home price here is $618,000, and the annual gross rental revenue is about 59000 which comes out to a cap rate, again, about 6.5. So very similar to number five on our list, Navarre, Florida. So just for anyone who is interested in investing in this type of area, it is a bit more expensive um, to get into it. Now, from what I understand, Rehoboth Beach is actually quite small of a town, only 1,500 local residents. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And in the summer, they get up to 25,000 people coming into that little tiny town. So you can you can imagine. <laughs> but I just wanted to speak to the point of the median home price, because I think it's interesting in some of these markets, you know, some of them, like we're looking at the beaches, are probably smaller condos so you're you know most of the inventory is going to be studio one bedroom condominiums when you get on some of these other beach locations you're looking at the larger homes that are you know four or five six bedroom you know beachfront homes so obviously going to have a higher you know average median price in yep. those markets yeah that's a very good point and i just looking at it now found out that rehoboth beach is ranked as national geographics top 10 boardwalks in the usa list so if you like a good boardwalk Go check out Rehoboth Beach. There you go. All right, moving on. Let's get to number three on our list. What do you got? So number three on our list is Sandbridge in Virginia. This is a very small market. It's just south of um, Virginia Beach. Here's a really unique fact about this market. There are no hotels in Sandbridge. Oh. Um, so it's all almost exclusively um, vacation rental homes. Very interesting. Do you do you see that a lot of places? Like I, I the place I own my one short term rental, I actually noticed that there weren't a lot of hotels in the area. But do you see 
better performance in markets uh, where there are fewer other lodging options? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, Navarre, which is what we talked about earlier, it's close to Pensacola. In the Pensacola market, you probably do see some more of those hotels and you see less in that market and it benefits from that. So certainly, you know, some of these markets that are smaller don't have a lot of those hotels. This is the this is the best option. But it's also the trend that we've been seeing even before COVID, where people in these locations necessarily don't want to be in a hotel. They want the convenience of a home. They're coming with family. They're coming with relatives. They want a kitchen. They want a living room. You know, they want those things that they can't necessarily get in a hotel room. And because of the lack of alternatives, does that push up the average daily rate for short-term rentals in that market? Yeah, it, it can certainly. Um, and then there's the seasonality factor as well. So, you know, you see your, your, your prices fluctuate based on the time of the year, but you know, if you're in a peak season in a market like that, where there's high demand and, and limited inventory, you're definitely going to see that reflected in your daily rate. Now, this market of Sandbridge, Virginia is, I think it's the priciest one on the list, at least in the top five with a median home price of 918 thousand. That is hefty, but it also comes with annual gross rental revenue of about 88,000 or 89,000, excuse me. And it gives us close to a six and a half cap rate. So number three, four, and five on this list all have similar cap rates. I have to say though, Danette, for, for most investors I know, an entry point of 918,000 is a little bit outside their comfort zone. So what kind of investors or what kind of people are buying in this market? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we see a lot of 1031 um, buyers in these mm -hmm. markets. Um, so 1031 is, you know, someone that sold another property and they're moving those funds into another property um, tax-free if they do it properly. Um, so they're really attracted to these types of markets and these these types of homes. They don't have to be selling a, another vacation rental to get into this. Maybe they've sold a, a small commercial investment or property that they had, and then they're using those funds to purchase these homes. So we we see a pretty steady demand from from those types of buyers. And then we see people um, moving up that maybe owned in this market a smaller home that they've had for a number of years. Maybe it was part of their, their family before. And then they're moving up into to larger, more expensive homes. There's an interesting trend is in some of these beach markets, the larger homes are are much more desirable because they are traveling with multiple families. You know, so when you get in some of these six, eight, maybe even 10 bedroom homes, um, there's a lot of demand for those. Got it. Wow. Those are very large. I guess that's what explains some of the prices. All right. So just as a recap, number five on the list was Navarre, Florida. Number four, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And number three, which we just discussed, was Sandbridge, Virginia. All of those had very similar cap rates around six and a half percent. Now, I went out of order, but as a reminder, number two on the list is Okaloosa Island, Florida, which brings us, Dined, to number one recommended market by Vacasa for where to buy a vacation home in 2023. What is the winner? Yeah, so also in Virginia, but uh, inland is Lake Anna, Virginia. This is actually the second year it's been number one on our list. It kind of rocketed up there um, out of nowhere, but um, very popular uh, lake destination, very, you know, family friendly, um, lots of water sports activities. You have some obviously some very nice homes on the water on the lake, but you also have some that are up off the lake, kind of up in the woods. 
a lot of nice, charming little towns. And so um, I'm just a really popular destination in Virginia. Well, I can see why it's popular and number one on your list, because according to this data, the median home price is 405000 So just a little bit under the national median uh, home price. But the annual gross revenue is over 64000 which gives us a cap rate of over 10%. Was there any other markets you looked at in this in this analysis that had a, a cap rate in the double digits? No, no, this this was this was the only one. So, um, you know, a few years ago, we might have seen um, a couple creep over over the 10 percent. But uh, currently, this is the this is the only one. And since you've been doing this list for a couple of years, is it normal for a top performing market like Lake Anna to stay towards the top of a list for more than one year? Once the word gets out, do they sort of start to drop down? Yeah. And that's, that's what we've seen. And that's where you see some of the names that we had up at the top, you know, probably top five, top 10 um, have certainly dropped down in the last couple of years, primarily just due to the, the price appreciation in those markets. So we're starting to see some of these secondary or smaller markets that are moving up higher in the rankings. And is there anything unique or interesting about Lake Anna that you think our listeners should know? Yeah, something unique about Lake Anna is when we see longer stays in this market than some of the other markets. So 69% of the stays were over three nights. So people staying for longer times. And, and this is actually another trend we're seeing nationwide um, where these stays are getting longer and longer and longer. That's, I mean, I, as an investor, that's obviously great. And I see the appeal, you know, so I, I would imagine that, Pre-pandemic, most people were coming for a weekend. Obviously, some people stay longer, but it would probably be quite common for someone to go visit for a weekend. But now, with work remote, people are you know traveling for longer periods because maybe they show up on a Wednesday or Thursday, work remote for a few days, and then enjoy the destination over the weekend. Is that sort of the the hypothesis as to why stays are getting longer? Exactly. No, that's exactly it. And something else that we see in markets like like Anna is you just have a very strong re visitor return. Hmm. So these are families that come year after year after year uh, and have been doing so for, for generations. So you have a lot of repeat repeat visitors in these markets. Awesome. Well, Danette, thank you so much for sharing this list with us. We really appreciate it. And for anyone who wants to look at the entire report and entire list, we will put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the description so you can check that out. Danette, if people want to you know, learn more about Vacasa or see any of the other research or reports you put out, where should they find that? Yeah, they can find us at vacasa.com. Uh, we, we put out several reports. I mentioned we also have the, the beach report and the, the mountain reports, as well as some other travel trends. I mean, we're just coming off of extremely busy summer season. We had 500,000 stays this summer season of reservations. So a busy time and then and gearing up for a busy, busy winter season as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your report and knowledge with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Big thank you to Dined and his team at Vacasa for sharing that data and that report with us. I do want to reiterate something that I said during the podcast. Companies like Vacasa and people like me put out lists of great markets, and I hope they are very helpful to you. But make sure that you do due diligence beyond just what Dined and his team say or what I say about a market. 
Just because a market has a great cap rate does not mean that there are not some risks associated with it. And just because I think a market is good does not necessarily mean that it is good for you and your strategy and your personal situation. So take this all with a grain of salt. The idea behind these lists are to point you in the right direction so then you can go and do your own research about these markets and find perhaps one of them that works for you. Hopefully, this does just that for you. There are a lot of interesting opportunities in the short-term rental space coming up over the next couple of years, and perhaps one of these markets might land you a great deal. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, if you enjoyed the short-term rental focus of the shows this week, please make sure to give us a great review or share one of these episodes with someone that you think would learn something from our podcast. Thanks again. We'll see you for the next episode of On The Market. On the Market was created by me, Dave Meyer, and Kalen Bennett. The show is produced by Kalen Bennett with editing by Exodus Media. Copywriting is by Calico Content, and we want to extend a big thank you to everyone at Bigger Pockets for making this show possible. The housing market is changing, and finding your way right now can be a bit tricky. There are rate shifts, there are confusing headlines, but at the end of the day, your goal hasn't changed. You probably still want financial freedom as much as ever. Well, the good thing is that experienced investors know it's not about trying to time the market. It's about the amount of time you have in the market. And if you're ready to get into real estate investing game, you can still do that. Or you can take your game to the next level by finding an investor-friendly agent. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in just a few minutes. You head over to biggerpockets.com deals, enter in some details about what you want, where you want to buy, and boom, you instantly get matched with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investments in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.